0: You A's fans know we um, have uh, lost a couple uh, core pieces to the past generation of this Oakland A's um, this past week, um, which means that they have been inducted into the former Oakland Great Hall of Fame. Uh, Shout out Dallas Bryden, who um, gave us some love. Didn't give us some love, but he took our phrase and used it on TV today, which we're totally okay with. Um, so, Julio, are you ready to induct some people into the former Oak and Great Hall of Fame?
1: Absolutely. We're actually... <clears throat> God damn it. That was
0: so embarrassing. Wow. That's a fine. Five dollars.
1: We're going to be starting off with a Veterans Committee vote, a.k.a. We didn't give him his due diligence in the last pod we recorded. Christian okay. Gabriel Bethancourt. 2022... Oh. 2022. Elvis Augusto, Andrus. 2021 through 2000. If you're gonna do a
0: Mexican like accent with it, or his a, a Latino accent, sorry. Um, I mean, I can get should, away with this. It. it should be like so much better. Yeah, but it's it's not good.
1: <laughs> Lou, Alp. Lou, Albert Trevino. Two
0: thousand eighteen through two thousand twenty two. <laughs> oh shit, Dallas Braden did acknowledge it. Yeah, I told you. <sighs> oh, okay. No, but I, I know that he did it, but I didn't know that he acknowledged on Twitter that yeah. he that he stole our that he stole. I don't think he phrase. stole
1: it. I think it's just I don't know if it's a He borrowed it, he borrowed it, he borrowed it. Oh borrowed it, anyways. <clears throat> Stephen Edward Biscotti 2018 through 2022. Frenzelis Montas didn't know that was his full. I've been calling him Franklin for all these years, 2017. You have been calling him Franklin for all these years. I just realized that 2022. Ooh, Jed Carlson Lowry. It's going to be a little complicated. I,
0: I can't wait to hear how you're going to do this one. 2013 through 2014.
1: 2016 through 2018, 2021 through 2022.
0: This is definitely the second time we've added him to, no, no, 2019 is when he was on the mess. That's right. And then we started 2020. So yeah. Gentlemen,
1: your gift card to Casper's hot dogs. will be on the way. Not Los Tres Amigos. No one's gonna to drive Danielle. To what? I, I would
0: you do, do it. You can take Bart now. I would do it. All right. Welcome to the Town Tailgate Podcast. That's Julio. I'm Chris. Um, today we are going to pay homage to the what is the end of the now officially I think the end of the Mats era uh, of the Oakland A's because the last members of that of those teams are gone. So we're gonna pay homage. to That talk about the impact of those players. All those players. that Julio just said it have been inducted to the former hall of fame. And we're going to talk about the new, the next uh, era of, of the Oakland A's. Um, You know, the players who we've been kind of talking about, we've, we've been wanting them to get their shot all year. Um, And what, what, what the best parts of their game are, what to look out for for the next few days. Um, The, how the bridge of the, they're not the guys left over from the last era, but they're the guys who kind of came in at the very end, like the like the, the Murphys and the, and the Tony Kemp's and how they're going to play a role with this next era as well. Um, do you want to start with a uh, favorite thing from the baseball week or do you want to say that to the end?
1: Yeah, so uh, Chris and I were talking about this over last night and then um, this morning as well. As you know, we haven't been recording as much. Uh, it's a combination of, I think, both of our just – personal lives of careers and shit has just really been we've been swamped so it's kind of been tough crazy schedules but also this team just is not fun to watch right now that being said there's we, not
0: updates to give you guys every week it's like oh the A's lost again to the moment. yeah we oh, there's oh, the other A's people who the, are yeah, doing
1: much better jobs of doing those things than I, I think we would be able to in this moment shout out to uh, Uprooted mm-hmm. excellent base Ace Twitter account and then of course our boy Mr. Alex Espinoza, Ricky blogs, the Ricky Henderson of blogs. Um, so we decided, hey, while this team is experimenting with what this, you know, is looking on the field, why don't we experiment what the show is going to be? So we, instead of doing our usual big three
0: segment, break segment, age news, we're just going to be a little more
1: organic, a little more loose with it. So our at big... least
0: for the rest of this season and then, you know, next season we'll... We'll so when they sign Aaron Judge revisit.
1: in the offseason, when we're back to being excited about the team, we'll actually talk about the team a little more thoroughly. I guess. Aaron
0: Judge, after all these years, finally in a, Oakland A. He just wanted days. to come home. That's all it came down to. Um,
1: so yeah, So uh, the first thing, instead of doing our big three, what's, we're going to talk about, hey, what's been your favorite thing or our favorite thing or favorite things over the week? And we got to talk about everybody's favorite baseball deal. Albert Pujols, he is now today with a home run against the Cubs. Keep in mind, this was a pinch hit home run to take the lead for the Cardinals. Um, He is now sitting at 693 career home runs. He is seven away from 700. He is three away from passing A-Rod. Over the last 12 days, he's hit seven home runs. Holy um, I don't think there's anybody who is not rooting for this. And I think this is the one, one of the only things in baseball that will reunite everybody or unite everybody in terms of what you're rooting for. I think everybody in the baseball world is rooting for. you Watch
0: him now. tomorrow. Get popped for roids. <sighs> Probably. It's too easy. I had to take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's also, it's, you know, that red bird, Devil magic bullshit that happens every few years, right? We're now the Cardinals. <laughs> Remember, at the beginning of the year, we we've both been pretty high on the Brewers the last few years, and then this year I kind of changed my tone. I'm it's like, not over for the Brewers. It's not over for the Brewers. We'll we'll check that out in a minute. I'll do my th- check out the stats, but um, yeah, yeah. We can update the standings. Yeah, check out the standings there, but uh. Who would have thought this guy who, he already said it's his final season. Uh, he's came out multiple times since then, since it's, this crazy streak has been on. And he said, this is it. I'm done. Not coming back. Uh, but I'm I'm not a betting man. Chris, you are. I think the Cardinals might be a really nice, you know, potential futures going into the, the postseason, in my opinion. Um, but besides that, Albert. Who would have thought he's a part-time player just hitting lefties. You know, what, how are you feeling about this? I know you haven't had a chance to really pay too much attention to it, but it's like seeing this now, like, how are you feeling?
0: So let's, let's break that down for a quick second. What you just said about the Cardinals being a futures bet in each league. Why don't you give me who you think are actual real world series contenders? Like legitimate, like World Series, not like oh, this team's pretty good. Like, like I, if if you were in Vegas and you could only add so many bets, you would bet th- this money.
1: American League, it's just Yankees, Astros, and I. I'm losing a lot of faith in the Yankees. You don't like just the like-
0: Guardians or the Twins?
1: I don't know. There's just like, what's the – like? To me, it's like, what's going to? I think both teams with the Astros and with the Yankees just have those guys who are like who's your it factor that's really going to push it over the top who has that experience and it's really going to come down to game of like rotations and pens and so it's mm-hmm. really been the Astros rotation from day 1 of this from day 1 of the season to now has just been top tier Lance McCullers comes back and he's pitching well um mm-hmm. until I see otherwise I hate to say it, it's like it's, it's to me I think the Astros are just going to go back again it's just Dave they've turned into the warriors of baseball and that they just are such a well-run organization from top to bottom. They figure it out. They bring up guys who are Jordan Alvarez was on the Dodgers in the minor leagues. They traded him for a relief pitcher and now he's like the arguably the best hitter in baseball, right? The National League is tricky cuz there's at least
0: hold on hold on hold on, uh, let me comment on, all right, all right. on some things. Uh it kills me to say that I mean yeah I, th- th- I think those are the only two. It kills me to say to see what's going on with the White Sox this year because they are so fucking stacked with with top of this fucking league talent. But at the same time I don't want them to make the playoffs because I want them to fire Tony La Russa because he's clearly the obvious problem with that team. It's the reason why they're not successful this year. I mean they were good last year, but I think that that's just an overwhelming amount of talent just over over just taking, you know, being better than the, what the coaching situation is. So even though they're only two games back, three games back from Cleveland, I mean, I, I think it's the best thing for them to not make these playoffs, but uh, I would say they are in there strictly on the talent, but yeah, I think on the American league, there's only two. Um, I think there's only two in the national league too, though. I don't know. Well, Dodgers, I the the Dodgers really just haven't slowed down
1: the Braves. that was my world series pick this year. Um, the, graves haven't slowed down the mets look haven't slowed down they've been great all year and i would even throw the cardinals in there i know their 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 rotation hasn't been as you know as good as i thought a lot of people were going to jordan montgomery yeah. just threw out a fucking complete game shutout today it's like and like I, and like Arenado
0: and goldschmidt are just
1: whacking the ball all over the place great defense in the infield.
0: That's um, fine. That's all cute and dandy for the NL Central, but when it comes to um, NLCS, I don't see them beating the Dodgers or the, or the Mets at all. I don't see them see, beating the Braves either, but I don't know if I have the Braves in that uh, for sure contender um, tier anymore. I don't know why. They're very good. Don't get me wrong, but like I just I look at the roster that the Mets – and Dodgers have, and it's just like overwhelming. I, the pitching, I mean, the Braves' pitching is really. I'm talking myself into it a little bit now. The Braves' pitching is probably better than than both of those teams, though. So maybe, all right, yeah, okay. The Braves are in that team. There team. you go. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the yeah. World
1: Series winners coming out of the National league man. It's just all those teams are so. Those three teams alone are just. I so just
0: stacked. I forget how sneaky stacked their rotation is. The Braves. The Braves. I always forget that. Like every time I think about them, I just and then and then you you kind of like think about it for a second. And you're like, oh wait, Max Fried. I mean, it would have been, been the
1: Padres. Stuff. The Padres doing Padres stuff like they usually do.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. I think Tatis kind of kills that a little yeah. bit. So. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe the Cards do make a run with Albert
1: there though. It, that'd be really cool. It would be a really Storybook cool, end. If you so. get seven hundred, and you can go without with the World Series, crazier things have happened. <laughs> It'll. It's honestly, right. just this sport. Our our baseball year's been pretty bleak in terms of being Ace fans, so yeah. it's like you know what, give us a storybook ending for one of the more beloved players of our of our generation. Really, like fuck, most yeah. legendary, one of the most legendary baseball games of all time, MVP baseball two thousand four with pools on the cover, like. I was
0: talking about Pujols's impact with a friend who's a baseball fan this past weekend, and we were just like both like kind of reminiscing on like from two thousand.
1: Pretty much, I think his rookie
0: year was two thousand. Actually, I would say from 2000, 2003, though to about two thousand whenever he went to the the year before he went to the Angels, so that was two. What was that 2011 2011 was the last that was year the with the Cardinals the World Series he he was like by far in a way if not the best player in baseball the second best player in baseball like for that entire stint like and it doesn't and like people just I don't know I feel like that has gone completely out of people's minds because of the just disastrous Angels years of kind of been how much he fell off during that time but yeah I don't know um, I, have f- I have a I have a favorite uh, a thing of the baseball week. I just thought of one. Okay uh, Sky bolt throwing up in the outfield in the middle of a game. That was <sighs> fucking hilarious to watch um, I didn't see it all over social media the next day He's just like standing there and the cameras on him like the the NBC Sports Bay camera is on him and he just kind of like makes a weird face and He just kind of like spits a little spit uh, real quick on the ground and just bends over and just pukes in the fucking outfield just fucking pukes it's disgusting and hilarious at the same time
1: did you see my the the tweet i put out for our account with that clip
0: uh i probably did but i just i forgot what exactly he said
1: i will never forget this season oh yeah just like yep yeah yep it was so great though Alrighty, well Let's go get into some sad news. Let's go see all the guys that we've loved the last few years. Um, it's really, well, it's the end
0: of it's the officially the end of the era. We knew that the era was ending this season, but it, it, uh, it f- didn't really like have an official ending. But I think, I think when the day that Jed and Piscotti were released was the official ending. And then the next day was just the icing on top of the cake when Elvis was traded or was, was released.
1: So let's start from what happened first which was uh, the Frankie Montas trade. Uh, we're not going to really go too far into all the other trades that happened. Uh, we did call the Soto trade, so high-five to each other for that one. Uh, but, yeah, Frankie and Lou both going to the Yankees in exchange for J.P. Sears uh, uh, J- starter, J.P. Sears. Ken has been Wendell, fucking killing it for us. Yeah, well, the <laughs> Chuck, as well as outfielder Luis Medina and second baseman Cooper Bauman. Lou's actually been pretty solid from the – times i've seen them out there i was uh there was a game two weeks ago with yankee oh it was the yankees mariners game that went to like the 12th inning i was watching it over here and um they brought in lou in the extra innings there was like a runner around second. i think the bases were loaded and i'm like i've seen this story
0: experience the full the full experience yeah. of what is lou trevino yeah i was like i've seen this but, yeah. this movie
1: too many times i know <laughs> what's gonna happen and he got out of it so good good for him uh, we yeah, can't say the same you know, for... some
0: people Some people just need a change of scenery, man. Some people just need
1: a change of scenery. Yeah, I think and who would have thought New needed. York was that place for him, really? Uh, yeah. But then we can't say the same for Frankie. Frankie's been kind of a disaster through his first two starts. He's given up six earned runs in both. Uh, not to make this about us or to how things have worked out on our end, but uh, J.P. Sears has looked pretty dang good so far in his time in the green I
0: called that too and I want I want that to be said on this podcast when we made that trade for those guys um the person who I highlighted in my tweet that day of was JP Sears and it's because I looked at his stats in the minors in the past two seasons as well as his past seven starts this year in AAA and the guy has just been absolutely unhittable and the A's do this a lot. They'll get lower end prospects that are lower end, at least on the MLB pipeline or on Keith Laws um, rankings. And immediately fans freak out because it's like this guy's not even ranked in their top fucking 10 prospects. But it's guys who probably were on the lower end of the talent, like natural talent spectrum when they first came in the league and this development just really worked hard on them and found something, and they are just really good. And the A's are really good at finding those guys that that have been developed and undervalued in the minors and bring them over, and they kick ass for us. Um, uh, Chris Bassett was one of those guys. He was not a high-pipeline-ranked... uh, uh, minor league pitcher, but they brought him in and they kept going with this development. I mean, remember Jarrell Cotton, who was great for us for two years. He was one of those guys. Was not the key piece in the trade, but he came in and, and did work like that. I mean, th- th- they're out there, dude.
1: You can even go back as as far as Dan Heron. Yeah, when we got him from. No, uh, Dan cr-
0: Heron was a major was a major piece of that. Oh, cause he yeah Molder he pitched in the World Series. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was a major piece of that Mulder trade. Um but anyway, I mean, there's, there, there's been plenty of guys throughout the years who, um, yeah, they see value. They'll, you know, they'll take the high the high pipeline prospect guy. And then also take one of these complimentary guys and it, and, and usually the complimentary guys, the one that works out. I mean, like, remember the rich Hill trade, um, 2015, or what was it 15 or 14, 16
1: Um, when they got, when they traded him to the Dodgers and Reddick.
0: Yeah. Grant Grant Holmes. Was the key piece of that trade? He was the number two pitcher in the Dodgers um, minor league system. He has not done shit. Like, and then Jarrell Cotton came in. He was a solid starter for us for two and a half seasons. Um, and he was a part of that trade, and he wasn't a high prospect. guy. Anyway, I've been just I'm, you guys. So get my point. no, so but I think another thing that benefits too is pitching
1: in Oakland compared to pitching at Yankee Stadium. I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know Dave Forrest, Billy Bean, they're looking through these metrics where it's like, oh, if you're pitching here, you're pitching. Significant. You're all these numbers are dropping if you're pitching at the Coliseum because of that space, and you're starting to yeah. see it with some of the other guys who've been successful over the years. Like you know, Sean has had a pretty bad year. Straight up, we can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, not and Petco is a pitcher's park, but it's not as pitcher friendly as Oakland is. Here's JP Sears' last three starts, um, or his three starts so far as in Oakland A. He's pitched fifteen point one innings. Uh, he's given up three earned runs, struck out eight uh bat hitters are batting 241 against him and he's got a 1.76 mm-hmm. ERA. His next start is actually coming up this weekend against his old team than the New York Yankees. So, we'll see. It's we haven't had really had a chance to talk too much with our boy Mr. Fortran Savage himself, uh Robbie Schlatter to kind of get their opinion mm-hmm. on it, but I'm I'm assuming they're probably not too happy right now. No especially seeing what Jordan montgomery's been doing but we'll see at, at the end of the day look we we hate the yankees we hate the yankees it's in our blood we're always gonna root for our guys though so fingers crossed frankie can turn this around and really figure some stuff out yeah uh, and let's hope our jp sears keeps continuing um, and lou is also the part of trade where we talked about him a little bit um mm-hmm. next up was uh kind of a a uh, really surprise, well, not super surprise, but um, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry was officially DFA'd. Um, nobody... He was on
0: he was on the IL for a little bit. He's yeah. been hurt all year. I I mean, surprise, but not that big of a surprise.
1: Yeah, he, he had a couple nice weeks. Um, that at the end of the day, either let's see if you can go and get a spot on a as like a fifth bench player on a contender or that's it's or that's it it's it's i was it kind of like it.
0: the a's were throwing him a bone this year by bringing him bringing yeah him back. yeah totally uh, there's there's a few guys i yeah. feel like we milked every ounce of baseball he had left in him last season um
1: i know you you were
0: oh, i don't know if you're, it was gonna be a
1: separate thing but like what do you really see happening next to him like is i said he's 38.
0: yeah i'm i think he's done I don't know what his next career is in, in baseball or what, or what. I know he's a photographer, which is really cool. He's got a website and everything. Um, we, when I was at C when I was at, um, NBC sports Bay area, we, for all A's, I helped them work on a piece about him and his photography career that he does outside of baseball. It was pretty cool. Um, and the other thing too
1: is, um, you know, he, the guy's so well respected in the organization. I think the next time they do a, um, you know, whether, whenever there's like a 75th anniversary team or when, you know, 10 years 100%. down the line, we do our next balloting of the A's Hall of Fame. Jed's going to be in there at one point. That guy, the fact that he's come back so many times, the fact that he produced so many times, we're always will remember and love everything Jed did. Fucking 2018 All-Star he had mvp yeah. votes that 2018 he'll, season was magical man and just to see him as a part
0: of that we'll see him around we'll see him around all the time at, yeah games and that, whatever celebrations will he get in the a's hall of fame probably not i don't, I don't that, that's a that's like a that's just as damn they just as difficult a hall of fame to get into as the actual hall of fame dave stewart just got inducted in there bro think about no that.
1: his jersey's getting retired not the a's hall of, i think he was like in the inaugural class of the hall of fame the fan vote one
0: well, good. He better have fucking been, because the fact if if it would have taken this long, I would, it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, but, but
1: um, besides that, dude, he's so he's beloved though. We're always all the memes we have of him, all of the nicknames. Come on,
0: greatest A second baseman of all time, Mark Ellis. Why Mark Ellis? Mark Ellis is never even an All Star.
1: That's a. Obsc- it's it's funny that Mark- Eric Chavez was never short. I was never an All Star. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument that there was better third baseman. Like, you know, Sal, Sal Bando played third, right? Or is it Joe yeah. Rudy? One of them played third. Carney. Joe Rudy but was an outfielder. You can make the argument, Chavi was just as talented, if not more talented, than all those guys. He's got all the gold gloves, never made an all star. But Mark Ellis, dude, the guy was a rock at second. He was probably the most underrated defensive shorts, like second baseman of his era if not maybe ever because he never had any of those accolades he was just steady as shit man i loved mark ellis is it am i biased because that's what i he was one of my favorite guys growing up probably but i think you can make the argument that he would be the best if not
0: one of the best i want to look it up why you think of yours remember remember when uh when jamal weeks took mark ellis's spot and then the next year jamal weeks hit like 220 all season that sucked and then they traded him for Jim Johnson. Tomorrow week's was fucking disappointment. Was anyway. Jim Anyways, I am um, looking up some of the... Uh, Gene Tennis is probably in that conversation.
1: Actually, here's our boy, uh, Mr. Martin Gallegos, wrote a piece about this in April 6, 2020, because guess what? There wasn't oh, much yeah. else going on during that time. Yeah. He put Eddie Collins. We're not counting that as number one. Max Bishop. Is that a Philadelphia Not days? counting that.
0: Number three. Is that Phil is that Philadelphia? They're both A's? Philly. Yeah, then that's we're not counting them. Number three, Mark Ellis. Well, Martin, we have a bone to pick, sir. Mark that's Ellis fine. had
1: a 990 fielding percentage. It's the highest among second basemen in club history.
0: Your and then he had, had Jed 90. fifth.
1: Fourth was Dick Green. Whatever so. stat you said. All right. Uh where would you rank Steven Piscotti in terms of Oakland
0: A's right <laughs> fielder? Uh, hey, look, 2018 was another magical season, and he was a major part of that, the success of that team, hit like 260-something, which is like 280 in Oakland Coliseum, had almost 30 home runs, was a fucking, was a, just a defensive pillar out there and right with that massive arm that he has, but, you know. It, I just think there's too much that happened with his personal life that was just a little too emotional, overwhelming. And he was on and off the field for the next few years after that. And it was a great trade to make for that time for that team. But you know, that, that was, that was it. And I love the guy. I always will. Hometown hero. I have a a shirt, a hometown hero shirt that I will wear to games all the time. But yeah. So 2018 was, his time was up. Uh, I could see him being like a being in, involved like working for the organization. Um 2018
1: he played 151 games. Um, to get a little more specific, 27 home runs, 88 RBIs, 2.67 3.31 on-base percentage, slugging of 491. He never played 100 games again after that. Yeah. Just injuries injuries really blew up on him. Do you th- uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm in the same mindset. He'll be around. And whether it's, you know, immediately, if he decides that's it, I'm done. Or if it's going to be down the year, I know his, his father and his the rest of his family were like a huge part of the A's community um, when it mm-hmm. came to, you know, ALS awareness and fundraising, which that 2018, his first home run at Fenway after his mom's passing is just, again, is such a magical year. There's so many things that happened throughout that time that we're just always going to remember as A's fans. And that is that's probably gonna be the biggest one that year, if not the biggest. Um, but it, it's interesting. He's still pretty young player-wise. He's thirty-one. Yeah. Um, I think a team would be willing to take a shot on him. I think this. I think he'll pop. He's done playing this year. I think he should just probably relax if he is have some lingering injuries. Get yourself in shape.
0: Um, all that other great stuff. But. Um, I don't know man like a lot of guys like this they'll like it It like remember when Josh Fegley retired like the year after like the, like I don't know I could see him kind of being like that I feel like it's a little bit different for catchers though like it, it is it is but I just like I don't know he just it, he seems like one of those guys where it's just like okay I've got no baseball left but well you know you will see I, I mean I could I could see a team taking a flyer on him as being a take a flyer of him
1: give him a spring training invite see if he can hit see if there's things you can help fix in his swing uh, if you get him in the right organization, who knows, maybe there's some people who might know something that uh, they're like the A's weren't able to find of the last few years. Look at what yeah. look at look at what Joey Cowell has become since he got left New York, right? Yeah. Like so I yeah. think he'll s think he still get a chance next year. He's young enough. Um, he was also just outright released. He wasn't D DFA'd, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. And then uh Elvis. Elvis left the building. Um and what a way to go out. You hit a home you hit your first home run against your former team, and it was the game the go-ahead game winner <laughs> in their stadium and then the following day you get released. Yeah. And the fun part is we don't even need to speculate, oh, what's gonna happen now? What's gonna-? he he's already got a new team, he's on the White Sox, he's their starting yeah. shortstop because Tim Anderson is hurt. And also shout out to Glenn Kuyper, he called that shit on the broadcast.
0: Mm.
1: What are you how are you going to look back at these Elvis years now. Cause it was, it was weird. I think it was just weird.
0: You're going to have to, people will have to remind me, Hey, remember when Elvis, Andrews was on, was a shortstop of the ACE. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Like, because there, there was not like that, he wasn't on any playoff teams, they fell short last year, obviously. And, Look, I I've been saying it since day 1 about the Elvis trade. It was putting a band-aid on a on a on a fucking massive wound in hopes that it it that it would get us through. It would figure out the situation while allowing the A's to still be cheap and it just it was never going to work out. It just never was. He wasn't going to be Marcus. He wasn't going to replace that that output that Marcus had in in for the A's and the lineup and it just, yeah, it 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 just was never. It was never gonna be anything glorious. It was just gonna be this guy is a barely above average shortstop. He's going to
1: go down with other A's shortstop legends, like Stephen Drew,
0: Orlando Cabrera, <laughs> Stephen Drew. Wow, That's yeah, not the name I've heard in a while. Disguised, um, Drew Lowry came along and fixed that problem. <laughs> just came by grabbed a cup of coffee mm. you need anything chad pennington he... not chad pennington, cliff no, pennington. Cliff yeah pennington. but at least
1: but cliff came in the org he, he was uh, somebody who came yeah. through the system it, it, elvis we had no expectations for him um it's it, it kind of sucks because like up until he was when he broke his i forgot what injury he had in 17 18 or he just he couldn't hit anymore because remember when elvis elvis's first five years in texas he was a he was a beast he was you know he was an average hitter speed he was was an average
0: hitter yeah he could steal a base every once in a while he never really was had much pop no the most career home runs he had was 20 which that was probably juiced ball era like that that was yeah no no that was probably like you think so i would assume those like the world series run years where everybody in that lineup was just stack
1: uh the year he had 20 was actually 20, 2017 hmm. but check this out he had one yeah juice boy two three four five six seven eight nine years no row where he stole at least 20 bases
0: that was a different game though when people were stealing the ball or stealing bags more because they yeah but that was i think that was also bag.
1: just that was before he got injured once he got injured
0: I just don't feel like anybody really steals more than 30 bases a season anymore. Even if you're, like, the fastest guy in the league, you don't steal that many bases anymore.
1: Let's check out who the major league still leaders are right now. Um, sure. But, yeah, it'll. I'm, I'm happy. I think the, nobody's ever really, in my opinion, I don't think anybody's truly going to complain about his time as an A. Because at the end of the day, we, knew, we all knew this wasn't on him. We all, like, nobody was ever no. going to be like, ah, oh, screw you, Elvis. You never lived up to Marcus is Your blah, blah, blah. We're like, no, this is just the ineptitude of ownership, not willing to pay a guy. I think Elvis, for yeah. his time in Oakland, he was a really cool dude. I think it sounded like the team really loved him, the players loved him, the fans loved him. And at the end of the day, like, that's, those that are the kind of things that will always kind of be around for his fans. That's why we will remember he's like, hey, were you cool? Great. There's a reason why there's some hey, players cool? who were, even if they were good, we we're like, nah, fuck Matt Holiday. We're, no, we're not good. Fuck John Lester. I mean,
0: we, we, fuck Matt Holiday for a lot of other reasons, mainly because he didn't like it here very much either. But yeah, fuck John Lester. Well, let's not even get into John Lester.
1: That, that's an off-season pod, our top five most hated Hayes of all time. Um, but I know we, we, we were, we were saying that um, the is over. But there's like a thread, a sliver of this era that's still here. But it's going to be gone at the end of the year. And that's Tony Kemp and Chad Pender. They're both on the team. Both pending free agents. We thought for sure both those guys were going to get moved.
0: Tony Kemp is a pending
1: free agent? Correct. He's going to be a free agent this coming off season. Um, I think we were both in the impression they're going to be moved. But I, at the end of the day, I don't think there was... There probably wasn't a market. And the market that was there, it probably just wasn't... A decent enough return um another so guy free agent
0: 2024 tks mm-hmm.
1: never mind and then um our Bo- our boy uh vogie he's still around but i think we both said he's not going anywhere he's just gonna he he
0: yeah he came back to to get his foot into coaching i i i mean i, I that's not confirmed that's just a i think a pretty obvious and pretty um safe assumption he'll, either he'll that be or on. he's gonna go on going one to of the c- booth uh, to re- replace Dallas oh, or no I'm sorry know.
1: not necessarily the booth but he's gonna he'll be on TV I can see him doing pre-game post game I've
0: seen oh yeah maybe I don't know I I see him more as a I see him more as a as a coach a grit and grind every day in the clubhouse guy. I would love whether to see be, him Well that could be in in one of the other organizations Midland Las Vegas, and then in a couple of years, he's up. He's up with the A's, but I could totally see him being like the bullpen coach next year, or something like that, or 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 being the you know the bench coach if if what's his face gets a manager job. Which oh, he probably will. Yeah, oh, he probably will in a couple a years. Um, yeah, he he'll, he'll be around. I, the the
1: guys. Yeah. He came back here, and he they he probably told the team. I think mean, we were in the assumption that he probably told the team this is it let me leave with my dignity and plus he's probably teaching all these guys so much stuff yeah i i would imagine not that <clears throat> none of these other guys were but i'm saying i think it's a little bit different in a cat from a catcher's perspective than a lot of these other positions
0: yeah i mean we're not blaming other guys um i would imma- i mean i would imagine he's pretty tight with the with some people in the front office and scouting and he probably like mentioned to them like yeah i'd like to get into coaching and then billy heard that and he's like well why don't you come over here well you can play for a year and then and then we'll we'll find a place for you like i can't i that's just i, I he doesn't seem like much of a studio guy he doesn't seem like a tv guy i don't know i mean ever since i saw his when he first
1: bust out the ref with uh Johnny that shit Jones, is
0: i re-watched that this past season and it's still fucking. yeah how, i'm like oh he's, he's perfect
1: like get him in the right situation that guy's perfect he's and there's probably so many things of him we don't really know unless we're in those mm-hmm. clubhouses, right? But yeah, um, yeah I th- but Pinder, this will be his last year's A. I, he's gonna yeah. go somewhere. He's probably gonna turn into an all-star, and we're all just gonna be like, see, it, we were talking about Shayna when the last episode recorded. We we're like, we all know he's gonna break on the right team. He's gonna become like a really yeah. good player, just get in yeah. the right situation. Mm-hmm. But as they say as the sands I, of the hourglass fade one uh, page club uh, one as one chapter ends a new one starts
0: i always felt real quick i always felt that he had like the potential of like i'm trying to think of a great utility player right now in league chris i don't taylor. know why i'm blanking. chris oh, taylor. Yeah. i always felt yeah. like he had chris taylor potential but the a's like just did not utilize him right like they didn't like they put him in really odd situations where he couldn't excel and, like, they constantly moved him around to where there was no – like, right when he would start playing really well in the outfield, it be like, all right, cool, now you got to play shortstop. And it's just like – I don't know. I always felt like he had that potential. Dude, honestly, in my
1: opinion, he should have been playing way more shortstop over the last two years than he actually was. I, He's yes. got a fucking cannon. And I'm like, that thing yeah. was so I, – like, I would have rather seen him as the everyday shortstop last year over mm-hmm. Elvis because Elvis is consistent. But there was there was definitely some plays – um where you were elvis wasn't making them you're like oh, if this is elvis a few years ago he'd get that there was actually was hurt
0: in 2020 when when chapman got hurt and they brought in jake lom to kind of fill the third baseball because like i think he was because if he doesn't get hurt like i you know i think that there's no rushing chappy back Cause I remember they rushed him back because the playoffs were like right around the corner. Remember that? Like, it was like, it was a really weird situation and then Chappie maybe has like a f- more of a recovery and does, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. We can do this all day if we really want to. That was the, the year they, history.
1: that was their best world series chance that year. I am fucking yep. stupid Astros. Yeah. Um, anyways, I In thought that was, was a great segue into break with the chapter
0: thing. I know, but I just wanted to say something about that. Um, you didn't let me. You didn't let me follow up. You just went for it. It happened. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick it break. Is and we'll be right it back. is what it right back. We'll be right back to talk about the new regime, and we'll get a little bit more positive, and maybe Julio will refill his red wine.
1: Chris, you may, and uh, YouTube viewers, may have noticed there's some new additions to the A's mural zone.
0: Yeah, I see a nice new All-Star Game poster.
1: That's right. The place that gave me COVID. Looking beauty. It, it, yeah. I actually, I, I, it wasn't the All-Star Game. It was it was a work event. You were event. outside at the All-Star Game. I was, it was a I work event at Dave &
0: Buster's. It's super embarrassing. I don't want to talk about it. All Star Buster's? Games were cool. I fuck i fuck, actually did you finish painting the okay. picture and then and then we can talk about david busters real quick of course
1: we got the uh the matching fans chris right behind us from
0: uh mm-hmm.
1: a's game in uh, japan this mine's kind of hard one. you
0: gotta have to like you really have to look for it which is i gotta move it i should make it more prominent yeah
1: but then right here is a uh, Ramon's rookie card nice shout out to nick million birthday gift last year Hell yeah. and then he also hit, hit me up with uh mark mcguire and matt olson rookie cards but then this year for my birthday this little thing right here is like five different cards from the 1972 piece. Nice. You've got uh, Gene Tennis Say it in your mic You got Gene Tennis (laughs) Catfish Raleigh, Blue Moon and uh, Reggie Hell
0: yeah That was uh, 72 I think was Blue Moon's All-Star season yeah,
1: looking at some of those numbers on the back, you're like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, there that rotation was insane. Like, Catfish, Blue Moon, Vita Blue, and then there was one more that was a stud who's just not really talked about from that era. I can't. Rick Monday was Rick Monday on that team? No, he wasn't. Let's look it up. Oh, listen to Dodger Baseball with Rick Monday. Oh no,
1: not. Rick Monday. Rick Monday was on the ace Oh, really? Yeah, he won a. Did he win a World Series? on that '71 team? He did not. He was Rick not. Rick Monday. But now, time for. uh <laughs> Dodger baseball. We'll talk about. We'll talk ben about that at the end. Here
0: with Rick Monday, Ken Holtzman. That's there we go. What I was think, trying to think of Ken Holtzman. Well, Boom. We'll talk about Vin at the end
1: because I realized we didn't really get a chance to talk about then. Um, but let, yeah, let's sure. first let's we're not here to talk about the past and to quote the um, band Hall of Famer Rafael Palmera. Not here to talk about the past. I oh, know Mark McGuire said it. Not here to talk about the past. I'm here to talk about the future. And now uh, we've got our first real. No, big Rafael
0: Palmero said I didn't do steroids, and then Mark period. McGuire avoided all of those questions anyway.
1: But we got to see some glimpses of our future over the last few weeks, Chris. Yeah. Um, well, first off, uh, JP Sears was pretty much inserted into the rotation. We talked about how great he's been so far. And Then last week, Mister Bengaliers,
0: Shanga Bang Bang,
1: we all like names. Uh, Shayling Lears finally got called up, and uh, and finally he no hit a
0: double in that first AB, first pitch.
1: And then the following game, home run, yes and then yesterday, Sunday mm-hmm. the twenty first, he was a home run shot of the cycle. Um now, Chris, I know we're talking about who we're most excited for about for the future. Um and I text you like at twelve o'clock at night. Uh I, I may have been under the influence of uh a substance. A marijuana substance. But I said, I don't see a reason why this team shouldn't rock with Murph and Shea as their future. Why not have just these two defensive stud catchers who are also just hit bombs? We No team has done this before. Is it a logical reason to not have these two guys be your catcher and DH for the next five years and see what comes out of it?
0: We saw that this worked with Jonah Heim and, and and Sean Murphy, that we had two top-tier catchers. And no matter what the off day, there, there was not going to be any lack of production in the batting order. Um, now, with this scenario, you they're both so good that you can't afford to have one of them not be in the order. And I am with you, man. I... This is a strategy we have never seen before in baseball. We have never seen two catchers, two top-tier hitting catchers, always hitting in the lineup. Um, But I don't see why they shouldn't at least explore it. Now, the only issue I could see this having would be something to do with ego of whoever the catcher is that is not going to get as much time behind the plate, which is probably going to be, even though Shea Angeliers definitely can and probably will win a gold glove one day. He is not Sean Murphy, who is the best defensive catcher in the game right now. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard or read enough about their personalities to know how their egos are, but I would imagine that would be a little bit of ego stroke. But if you're winning, there is no ego issue because you're just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Also, only- is, if he's the better hitter, power hitter, he shouldn't be catching as much, so you want to save his knees. My, don't, my only thing that would be a
1: negative about it is you're pretty much forcing these guys to play more or less every day. Yeah. And you're not really, yeah. you know, there's no such, I don't think there's really um, like a, a, there's no such thing as like an everyday DH anymore. I think it's a lot more either you know, guys are playing the field a little bit more, or some teams just say we don't believe the dh we're just going to have a rotation of guys in that position um the only team who really does it is Ota- is the angels with Otani mm-hmm. because they don't have another choice you can't you can't put them in the field you can and it and in a, and in a way it's kind of hampered the angels a little bit where mm-hmm. you're you know obviously Otani's one of the best players in baseball but you're kind of being forced to play him in these situations even if the numbers don't match up with it and that could be kind of the downside if you have both these guys going at the same time. Yeah. It's like they both suck against lefties, but you kind of have to, or against like right-handed pitcher, whatever it could be. But you have to keep them both in there because they're just so, you know, you they can change the game with the swing of the, every at-bat.
0: You never know. And you don't want to change the position of one of these guys and be like, all right, maybe, like, maybe Shea Langeliers, let's try and get him to play first more and he can, or third base or something like that. And he'll be that because, but he's such a fucking good defensive catcher, you're like wasting the talent. So you don't want to do that either. It's a weird scenario. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, you kind of are forcing him to play every day. Yeah, but dude, we've seen, we've seen what they can do, the production. It, 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 like, I don't know. It just, there's no, there's no flaws. I don't know.
1: Now, speaking of changing positions, I'm glad you brought this up because it's really just... It, it, the The hype is only going to be, keep growing. Um, for the first time, was it last week, two weeks ago, Tyler Soderstrom was listed as a first baseman.
0: And On Emily Pipeline. Yes, correct. But he's uh, been playing first base since since about June if you look at his minor league um, like stats and you you should look at his defense like a number of games um, playing defensively position he has just as many games at catcher as he does his first base this season so it's been going on for a while but pipeline just changed it
1: I'm actually looking through because they um, they just released the most up-to-date top 100 prospects of the season uh, mm-hmm. ranking so far and uh, the A's are have four on the list. So I'm looking through the yes. list one by one, but um, it, this is a, one, I think the one thing we kind of talked about in the past, whether I don't know if it's on the pod or just us conversating. I think the goal for this team right now is by this time next or next trade deadline next year they should be a top 10, top 15 farm system. And as much as a lot of, a lot of us have been ra- like berating some of these moves that they've made. I, I saw multiple, you know, baseball beat writers when they ma- made the Frankie trade and they got Sears and, um, and Wendell truck. This, they gave the A's and F, but you really can't discredit. You don't know what these guys are going to be. And to kind of see the A's have four mm-hmm. guys, by the way, here's the four guys. Um, Shay Langilleers, thirty-six; Tyler Soderstrom, fifty; Ken Waddlechuck, seventy, and then one hundred. Zach Galoff. I think Galloff. Zach Galloff's just gonna keep climbing yeah. that too as he <clears throat> keeps just getting better and better. Yeah,
0: he's climbed that quick, man. He's he must be just killing it down there because he's been moving up that list fast this year. It's crazy. Like the Do-
1: goddamn Dodgers. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in the top 100 the cardinals have 6.
0: So um, uh you you hold on you said that you think the A's this time trade deadline next year should be a top 10 farm system but how are they going to get there?
1: Development I think there's there's I think this time next no year There's no trade
0: pieces to get more talent. I I, I mean they, the only real logical one gone. be
1: Murph. It would yeah. be Murph, but it's like I don't we're both in the mindset he's he's he locked up and till ramon, 2027 there's yeah. like
0: that would be so stupid to trade him
1: and ramon ramon's the other guy maybe I you could sell a team on, on paul blackburn more. but the reality is i don't know how much better this farm is going to be growing it now yeah. it's just going to get to the point is how well can you develop these guys how cal- is max Monty really going to be you know the truth out of here um i was going to say Denzel Ward, I'm like no Denzel Clark. He's been getting a lot of chatters while well. he's been making really great plays in the minors. Is he going to be the guy to come up? Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see why they shouldn't be a top ten, f- top ten, top fifteen farm by next July because all these guys are just going to be developing and becoming better players. They've in, in the past, you know what we, we've talked about before, fifteen through twenty, those draft years just bombed but it seems like they're becoming a little more logical on what they want and where, you know, how they're going to get those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when we went through the list after the Chapman trade, like Logan Davidson was one of their first-round picks. Fucking been terrible. He just keeps falling down the, the prospect list for the A's. Um, what's interesting to me about, if we want to just stay on the Soderstrom subject real quick, is how I think he's going to be up in the majors quicker than – when they drafted him, they originally expected because he's in double-a right now he's kicking ass and taking names right now they have him projected as being a um up in the big leagues in 2024 but like if he keeps like being this good and progressing this fast through the system and developing this well like i don't see why he couldn't be a september call-up next season
1: absolutely absolutely he's really been smashing the ball up there is he the guy you most
0: because they can't figure out the first base situation either.
1: Well let's see, they um John has really been hyping up the guy that we got from the Angels that was DFA'd. He um oh my god, what's his name again?
0: Mm.
1: But he's the guy that At first base? Yeah, he's a first baseman. Uh McKinnon. Oh my god, let me go look up his name right now. But mm. uh they would call him Baby Thor. Because he also just has long blonde hair. Yeah, David McKinnon. He's 28. Um, John was a pretty big fan of him. Shout out to John, Locked on Angels, as well as Super Halo Bros. Also, big shout out. I don't know if uh, you got a chance to watch Chris, but he actually, him and his brother, did a How to Fix the Angels live stream for Bleacher Report. So good shit on there. Nice. Um, but David, yeah, he's 28 year old. DFA'd by the Angels, there's really no spot for him on the team because of Jared Walsh, um, as well as like a couple other guys, and he was a big fan of him. He was really hyping it up, um, but that's pretty much the only real depth we have right now is just him and Seth Brown hasn't been uh, the best first base option in terms of defense, but no. Shoot let me, shoot, so let me
0: <laughs> let me ask you a question. Let's move on to to shortstop then, because we kind of have a situation brewing uh, at shortstop because Nick Allen is a future going to be a future goal glover at shortstop. I, keep, I feel like we keep on saying that with a lot of players here, but like it's that that legit. Like clearly the A's, clearly the front office is focused heavily on on um on defense defense in, in the past few drafts, um and just well rounded players, but but definitely defense and Nick Allen has been already killing it over at shortstop. Is Max Muncy going to be a shortstop at when his reign in the minors is done? That's my question. If you look up his scouting report, they say that he has above average defense, but like the scouting report when Nick Allen was there is like he is the best defensive shortstop that scouts have like seen in a long time. Probably not. So it's like, like- so Mac- muncie's probably futures at second base right it's funny because you think it'd be the other way around right because he's shorter because nick allen's shorter right yeah and
1: it, it it just kind of shows you how much our image of shortstops have changed over the last yeah. 25 to 30 years because you know shortstops okay. are shorter guys all this stuff and then cal ripkin comes along and pretty much changes yeah, our I mean, image of shortstop now every shortstop has to be at least six foot right Pee Wee
0: reese one of the greatest shortstops of all time for the dodgers in the fifth in the 40s and 50s his name was peewee because he was so fucking small
1: yeah um no i nick allen just seems like we'll see what his bat's gonna do he's he was having some hot streaks but um yeah. at the end of the day he looks like he's just gonna be a generational defensive shortstop already there was a play tonight where it was the first inning base were loaded oliver's already getting himself in trouble and um Nick Allen made, like, a pretty solid play to make a double play. And I was thinking, like, Elvis wouldn't have been able to get there. Not to, you know, Mm -hmm. write that pass – to, you know, give crap to Elvis, but that's the reality of
0: it. There's nothing wrong with just being a defensive generational shortstop. Like, let's say he hits, like, 240 and has, like, 10 to 15 home runs, but he's uh, lights out at shortstop defensively. Like, that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, probably bats, like, 8 or 9 or something like that. Like, that's good. I mean – I, I, I would rather have a stud right there, um, doing that. I, I forgot mean, who I, it was, but someone, someone on ace Twitter was comparing him to Dansby Swanson, like, uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I would I thought, be over the I, moon. I, I thought that was an interesting comparison because Dansby Swanson, though, you know, the first few years of his career, you know, wasn't quite the, the hitter that people expected him to be. I think he was like the number two pick overall, but this past year he's been killing it with his bat. So I I don't know that was an interesting, interesting I think comparison. The, I think the best comparison is probably Angelton Simmons. I would love an Angelton Simmons, which like you Simmons, like he, all at, you know, in a good year, Angelton Simmons is hitting like two fifty and twenty home runs. Like like that's cool with me. Yeah, like I'm looking at Simmons' number right now. Uh, yeah, he was never a,
1: the most home runs he hit was seventeen, and yeah, you know, his highest batting average he hit two ninety two. Or two yeah, ninety, yeah, two ninety two one year, um, but just what you got was just stud defensive shortstop who was an absolute rock. He caught everything, and if Nick Allen can get, dude, even just that, cool, perfect. Because guess what? Yeah. That's gonna make your pitchers better. That's gonna make the rest of your infield better if you're just going out there making plays every day. Um, exactly. But long story short, no, I don't see Matt Max Muncy taking that spot. They're gonna find a way to get him somewhere in the infield. Yeah maybe you can put him at second and know third is galoff place no third, Ga- right?
0: galoff is yeah i think that he's got that locked up he's he's killing on both ends of the, both sides of the ball he's not matt chapman but he's they said he's pretty good like over you know above average defensively at third and he's jesus christ he's 22. fantastic hitter already yeah, yeah he'll be he'll be he'll probably be a september call up next year too i would say
1: dude yeah he's and uh for twenty twenty two, two eighty seven, nine steals, nine home runs, forty seven RBIs. Yeah. And I don't have his
0: He was out of college. It doesn't surprise me that he's, you know, already twenty two.
1: Now, who is your before we we go on to more chatter about these future guys, do you have a a player or two that you are most excited for over these next few years to see like what's what are they gonna bloom into?
0: um yeah we just talked about him nick allen
1: nick allen i'm I'm
0: curious as to what's gonna happen with him because he killed it in spring training so it like gave me a lot of high hopes on him and i've been talking about him all year you know you always say that he's my guy because he is um and we've seen what he can do defensively but i'm curious it it i don't know i just don't feel like we have a good picture of what offensively he he he's the type of player he is you know what i mean
1: he really is your guy because I'm telling you you've probably been talking about him since like probably almost close to day one of us recording you've been talking about yeah. him for a long time so you've been on him and I think it's it's rightfully so like he's looked like the part at least defensively in his short yeah. time in the major so far I
0: what would say for from...
1: <sighs> I look at the end of the day I'm really excited for what these core like five guys are going to be. Mm. Um, I think they've actually... This is probably the more optimistic I felt with like um, guys that they're bringing up in some time. Uh, but I'm so hyped on what Tyler Soderstrom's going to do. Just because he's just hitting fucking taters all over the place. And just mm-hmm. seems so effortless the way he does it. I, I was, His numbers overall don't look great right now. I know it's like his average isn't great, his on base percentage. I saw strikeout numbers the other day and it was just astronaut. He's striking out way too much, but that's yeah. why that's why you play double A ball. You figure that shit out. Help your coaches fix it. Um but it's has got just the most
0: be, natural talent of everybody coming into this yes, next era.
1: Absolutely. And it would just be kind of funny if, you know, we trade Matt Olsen and we have a two, three year gap. And then all of a sudden we have another Matt Olson, except he's not a lefty.
0: I was just about to say that everything you're saying about him in terms of like how his what his journey has been so far in the minors that's Matt Olson's like literal story, like damn near to a T. He had so much natural talent. He was drafted straight out of high school by the A's. He struggled a lot um, in the lower minors, and then the year before he got called up, he just started fucking raking it in triple A just hitting home runs all over the place and then he comes up and he just he just kills it. Like that's that's literally what Olsen's story was. So the fact that he's struggling and trying to find his swing a little bit, I think, you know, that's just wear and tear of young development. So I think I think I think it'll be I think it'll be all right. I want to change my answer. JP Sears I wanted that to be that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and based on what we've we seen with him in, in an A's uniform already so far, I was hyped on him when he came over. And you never really know with those guys. It's like, oh, maybe he just had one good year in the minors. But, like, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for him. So, I think – um, and and I, I I just love the underdog story. He was not the key piece of that trade. No one was happy about it. But in a couple of years, he's the number two guy in our rotation. I'll be Ecstatic.
1: I was just about to say my 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 runner up would be uh, Ken Waldachuk, yeah. The, uh, the other key piece of the Yankees trade. He was a part of the future stars team this year. Yeah, it was him, Jason Dominguez, and Anthony Vault. So the I was when I saw that he was one of the key pieces coming over in that Frankie trade when everybody was freaking out and you know the you know the oh we're doing it again. I'm like he could be an absolute stud. Uh, well, one. He's a California kid, born in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Went to college in St. Mary's. You, you've already won a over, right? Yeah. Um, and so far, and um, he's had how many starts? He's pitching 20 games in the minors so far this season, sub three ERA. And now I'm going to be interested to see how the rest of this month is going to go pitching in Vegas, knowing that like the PCL league is just absolutely hitter friendly. If he can manage his way through that kind of give the production of pitching that we've been looking for out of um you know grant Holmes and uh, you know other guys who are kind of around that area just didn't really work out we can be really onto something um but before we end the pod there's one fun thing we wanted to do when it came to all these future guys
0: can i ask you oh, just a quick question before we do that yes because i don't think that sears or i don't Wald, walden chuck. chuck walden chuck are aces. Waldichuk. Well, Waldechuck well, I don't think they're aces. So who do you think is going to be the ace of the A's? I think that it is on the roster now. I think it, he or he is in the organization he's on the roster now. I don't think that we're gonna have to find someone uh outside of like trade for someone. You're
1: gonna say Cole or, or
0: James Caprillion huh? No. No, I'm I don't know about him man. I don't I don't know if he's he's getting he's old he's already old too. You mean? Um, yeah, but so was Chris Bassett.
1: That's true. I, I don't think
0: I don't think he, I don't think it's him though. I don't think it's him.
1: They're already on this current A's roster. Hmm. I mean, Cole Irvin's been a monster the last yeah. month.
0: I think it's AJ, AJ? Puck. Mm-hmm. Really? I think this offseason they move him back to starter because, I mean, that dude, his second Tommy John really slowed him down in his development. And it just felt like they were just trying to find a spot for him. Now is the perfect time to move him back to the starter and let him be like, kind of like, you know, be the guy that they were hoping he was going to be um, because they don't, they don't, it's just pure rebuild now and they don't really have any other, I mean, they have guys to fill rotation spots, but they don't have like a, a they don't have anybody who has the talent like him to like kind of lead the rotation.
1: Now let's play this game. Let's play the, what's, you know, 2025. What's the rotation it is in the, 2025? The first year in Howard's terminal. hmm. At the, Probably uh, not the Los Three Amigos stadium. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're looking at a potential. Let's say, let's just play our imaginary game saying that the progression of these guys actually happens and everybody stays healthy, yada, yada, yada. Our potential age rotation could be AJ Puck. I think Cole. I think going to be there. He's. I think he's really shown me a lot this year. That well, he's, he's a free, J,
0: free. He's a free agent. Twenty twenty six. No, he's
1: locked up for. Or twenty six. He's a free agent. For my, if I remember right, he's on this team for a bit. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, at least. Twenty twenty seven. Sorry. Okay. Cap will be there. Will it be as effective? Will it be a number three starter? Will it be a one? Will it be a five guy? We'll see. I think Cap will still be around. They have the control, and I think there's definitely some stuff they can work with them there. Mm. And then you're going to have J.P. Sears, and then you're also going to have Woldo But then you also have these wildcard factors. They traded, like, Brett Honeycutt was a guy that we were, I was excited about when they traded for him in the offseason. Honeywell? What was that? Honeywell. Honeywell, thank you. Honeywell. Honeycutt, just Honeycutt Rick Honeycutt pitcher coach anyways. Um You're good. I was excited in the off season just cause, you know, he, he had pitched pretty solid in random numbers. He's now starting to come back from injuries, but pitching a little bit in the minors. He could be a, a wild card. There's also some guys maybe in Vegas and double A, Triple A. We don't even know about yet that could come around. What if Adam or does take a second turn? What if J T Jin actually comes yeah. around and kind of steps up? and um mm. is there anybody i'm missing in that rotation that you could see being around i
0: hear you but also paul blackburn is is signed until 2026 so if they don't trade him he's got a factor in here as well and he's our best pitcher on on the rotation currently
1: i don't know i, well, I, think, arguably, I think i think like the Cole best Urban. rotation guy now and just after
0: it was consistent. a magical
1: start. It was definitely a highlight of the season seeing how well it's performed. We just we got to see if it's a long if he can actually sustain this. That's the thing I'm a little nervous about. He's a journeyman
0: dude. But you have to say you but you also have to say that about James Caprillion. Like there's nothing about his history so far that is sustainable. He came out the gates guns a-blazing, last year for about 2 months and then he slowed down and then he had the injury this That's off true. season. I would
1: I would say the only thing is just the even though it was years ago now at this point, I guess the capital of what the draft capital or the trade capital of him being like the guy in those pieces, like, I guess I, I would give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt besides that, but I get what you mean.
0: I mean, wasn't Rich Hill a journeyman and we got quite a bit out of the, the, his trade?
1: Yeah, that's true. The, the A's find ways to just, flip
0: these dudes around i don't know maybe zobris was a rental being being a, we got Shaman out of it,
1: a, so.
0: yeah i mean maybe paul blackburn being in a, a antioch brentwood guy i'm a little biased but uh i would yeah. hope that i, I would like it, i think it'd be cool to see a rotation in 2025 for whatever um led off with aj puck paul blackburn's his number two starter in that rotation uh, because he's the you gotta have a veteran in a rotation too which is you know it kind of grounds it and then you got fucking Waldachuk, JP Sears, and like whoever after that. Whether that be Culivern or whatever?
1: My only concern with AJ is the fact that he's he's already twenty seven. So again, older pitcher. He's just gonna be figures out a little bit later than everybody else. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're helping
0: this team. Caprilians <laughs> twenty eight. I mean, like, what? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, but if you think about it, you know, outside of when
1: we were kids and the big three was going on, if, if you look at the last 10 years, it's not like any of these rotation guys who are part of these these runs were young kids, besides Sonny, besides Lazardo, most of the time it has been guys who've been in their, you know, late 20s, late blooming in their early 30s kind yeah. of guys. Most of the time it's been like that. So that's just how this team Jared runs. Jared
0: Parker? He was pretty young no he wasn't like sunny young sunny was a baby when he came up i mean he was like what 24 or something jared parker oh yeah actually jared parker was pretty jared parker
1: was 24. Mm. but then sunny oh i think sunny was 2013 he came up oh he's also 24. okay yeah yeah um and then your
0: infield i think we can both agree but Jer- Jared Parker wasn't the – Jared Parker wasn't, like – he wasn't, like, this this star coming out of the – he wasn't, like – he wasn't the top prospect. I mean, like, that's what Sonny and AJ were. AJ was the number one prospect in our system for, like, two years before he got hurt. Sonny –
1: 2015 Sonny finishing third in ER what you, and Cy Young. What are you
0: hang about? No, That's I'm just looking at
1: Sunny. I just got lost on Sonny Gray's stats. So There's time in Oakland.
0: Oh.
1: Anyways. All right.
0: Uh, what would you ask me? Sorry. Before that, uh, and then let's fill out the infield.
1: I think we can both agree it's going to be Murph okay. or Shea behind the plate. If not both. If not both. Yes.
0: Yeah, and then Soderstrom at, Soderstrom at first. Uh, Max Muncy at second. Nick Allen at short zach geloff at third and then the outfield is where it gets really tricky because it's hopefully christian pache in center but then who's the rest of the outfield
1: yeah we don't know that's and that's i think if they're going to be making additional trades in the offseason if they're going to give up yeah if ramona is going to be shipped or if murph's going to be shipped that's where you got to plug it at that's the biggest problem now is a team it- we don't really have a real definitive answer in the outfield in the fu- in the future
0: yeah, because if I remember correctly here, I'm pulling up the A's top 30 prospects. I don't think there's a lot of alpha. Denzel Clark, I think, is the only guy. Henry Bolt?
1: Oh, Bolt, yeah. He was the dude that was taken Did we in just the draft second him? round.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, there's not a lot. Yeah, Denzel Clark. And then Clark he's making a elite. lot of – he's, he's making some big, big plays. Player. I've seen
1: him all over um, the farm to. Uh, farm to fame Instagram. Hmm. Um, Yeah, 2022. He's 15 home runs, 26 deals, batting 263, 376 on base percentage. Looking great so far. Cousin of Josh Naylor. Look at that.
0: We have a shit ton of infielders, so maybe we can... Maybe there's a minor league trade out there that he doesn't... Done or something. All right. Julio. Um... I think that's it. Same time next month. <laughs> uh, we are going to be on the um, uh, Ricky Henderson of Blogs podcast with our boy Alex. So um, we'll tweet out those details when that episode is going to be happening. But yeah, we're going to. He he wants us to come on his pod, so we're going to come join him. And I don't even know what we're talking about, so that'll be fun.
1: We'll never know. We, we always get into hijinks with Alex. It's always a good time chatting with I know.
0: Come. I I love how much of a wild card Alex is. It's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, wow. A
1: special guest? Oh, she's not going to let me pick her up. Evie just decided to walk in. Oh. So she like actually busted open the door. That was pretty funny. Why will not you um, let
0: you pick her up? She's too far out of reach. Oh, okay. All right. Um, We will... Be back soon, and uh, also keep a lookout for us on Ricky Blogs Pod. Um, any any other, anything else, Julio? Am I missing anything? Um, yeah, on Twitter, well, if you don't already.
1: Yeah, we're we're, we're getting. I think we're like one thousand and sixty one followers. Something last like I Something like that. Saw. Yeah. Um, you know, try to be as active as we can on there. Um, have some of the fun when we can. At the end of the day, it's we just we love this team. Mm. They they bum us out. To put us in ebbs and flows, but hey, this is what we get for having your basketball team being the biggest, baddest
0: team in NBA history. It's the Golden State Warriors. And the and Raider season's starting up, and we got a pretty damn good team <sighs> in sport as well. So we'll be we'll be alright, Julio. Alright, Julio, last but not least. Let's go, Oakland.
1: <laughs> we suck hey. on the field and in the stands. Boom! <laughs>
0: Oh man, that should have been my. All right, that's gonna. Uh, that's also, really, really quick. That's also my favorite thing of the baseball week is that some some dude guys got, got some dome up in the third deck. Allegedly, allegedly. Good for for Good for that guy. Okay, bye. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy Chris Madrigal (laughs) and my partner in crime Julio Reynoso it is sound mixed and edited by yours truly social media management and marketing is run by once again my partner Julio Reynoso and a special thanks and shout out to my brother Larry Madrigal for composing and producing our theme song as well as graphic designing our album cover artwork thank you so much for listening everybody please tune in next week please subscribe and last but not least as we always say let's go oakland